Say, this is my Bible. Say, I am what it says I am. Say, I have what it says I have. Say, I choose to do what it says I can do. Say, I've got an open mind. I've got a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, say, I'll never be the same. Shout it out, never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Knuckle bump somebody close to you and tell them, man, your life's about ready to change. Galatians 4. Formerly, when you did not know God. Now, we're making an assumption that there was a formerly when you didn't know God. So the assumption is, is that now you know God. If you're here today and you don't know God, you get to relax because I'm going to talk to the people who do. All right? Because a lot of the things I'm going to say really don't apply to people who don't know God. But we're really going to hold your feet to the fire if you do know God. Because there's a way we're supposed to live, and it's not any way we want to. Hello? God didn't send Jesus to give you a new level of life. He sent Jesus to introduce you to a new lifestyle altogether. And, and you know, sometimes I think we just try to change the level of life. But if you get a new level of, of well, uh, just a new level of offense, well, would that be really irritated? You know, if you go to a new level uh, of ignorant, you just end up with stupid. God called us to a new level uh, in, in a sense, but it's a new lifestyle. It's God life, more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than, than chaos, more provision than lack, more health than sickness. And we've got to learn to live that lifestyle. He said formerly when you didn't know God, or rather, you know, now you're known by God. You were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. But now you know God. Everybody say, but now. Now everything's different. You know God and God knows you. Aren't you glad that God knows you? You haven't slipped off somewhere and he's lost track of you. He knows exactly where you are, who you are, what you're going through, what you're dealing with. And he's going to give you everything you need to win and succeed. It don't make any difference what the circumstance is. You've been wired by God, called by God, equipped by God to win. You're going to succeed. You're not going under. You're going over. And right now, you might feel like, it. oh, life's just too much. Hang on for a couple more minutes. You're going to make it. I said you're going to make it. You're demonstrating Satan's defeat on a daily basis. You've been called of God to get out of bed every day and humiliate hell. Hell's embarrassed that you're still going. Think about it. The devil did everything he could, gave you his best shot, yet here you are. So you, you've, already, you, you've already got the ability to say, well, I'm, I'm victorious. So now let's pull that up and, and let's, let's just go even farther. He said, you know, don't keep going back. How is it that we keep falling back to those weak, miserable forces? And there's forces that are forming our future. Every one of us, we've got to, we've got to wrap our mind around the reality that there's forces operating in your life that are forming your future. And, you know, we've talked about them, and I don't think you really want the force of excuses forming your future. Hello? You know, what does your future look like if you allow the force of disappointment to form it? That would be kind of a disappointing future. If you accept the future that the force of contentment offers, welcome to your future. Because if you're going to just settle in and say, well, okay, sirrah, sirrah, whatever will be, will be. Well, you're already living it. I don't think 
any of us have really tapped into the greatness that God's actually prepared for us. The Bible says, you know, that eye hath not seen and ear hath not heard. It hasn't even entered the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them who love him. Do you love God? Well, there's some things prepared for you that you, you haven't even dreamed of yet. You haven't even thought of it yet. had not even crossed your mind. Man, you ever had one of them days when something just came into your life? You hadn't dreamed it. You hadn't planned it. You hadn't considered it. But boom! And you just, thank you, Jesus. I'm glad I left the house today. And, and, and you know, if, you, if, if it hadn't gone just that way, you would have just stayed in bed and felt bad and sorry for yourself. But you made yourself kind of engage in life. And you get out there and it's like, wham! And all of a sudden... Life. That's what he's talking about. He said, I got some things for you. I got some things for you that are going to blow your mind. For some of us, that doesn't take very much of a breeze, but he's going to blow our mind. Okay. All right. All right. Tell your neighbor, he's talking to you right there. That was you. Okay. Second Corinthians chapter eight. Second Corinthians chapter eight. We're going to talk about one more force today. He said, here's what I think. The best thing you can do right now is to finish what you started last year and not let those good intentions grow stale. Your heart's been in the right place all along. You've got what it takes to finish it up. Go do it. Once the commitment is clear, you do what you can, not what you can't. For the heart regulates the hands. This isn't so others can take it easy while you sweat it out. No, you're shoulder to shoulder with them all the way. Your surplus matching their deficit, their surplus matching your deficit. In the end, we all come out even. As it is written, there's nothing left over to the one with the most, nothing lacking to the one with the least. I think, you know, sometimes we get all wrapped up in, well, you know, that, that isn't fair. Any of you guys had children? Yeah, you have your kid. Well, that's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. Well, you know, when you mature, you ought to get over that. God's calling right now. <laughs> yeah. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Okay. Back on track. We're at summer schedule. I've got to quit doing this. Um, is it all right with you if I just have a f- fun today? Okay. I'm just going to enjoy my job, all right? I, just, I love what I do. Well, that's not fair. Oh, get over it. You know, there's a force, if we're not careful, that'll form our future. And today I want to talk about the force of in a minute. The force of in a minute. You might call it procrastination. But there's way too many syllables in that. The force of in a minute. I'll get to it. I'll do that later. I'm going to get on that. You know, starting Monday, I'm going to diet. We didn't, we didn't declare which Monday. You know, uh, I, 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 I'm going to do what God's called me to do after I get my bills paid. And you say that on the way to the mall. And you ain't got cash. And all you hear is, charge! You know, uh, I, I, you know as soon as the kids grow up, it don't ever happen. Uh, if you don't believe me, ask my mother. <laughs> you know, you're it, it, just not going to just get out of bed one day. Woo, they're all mature and grown up. No, that ain't going to take place. 
I, I got three points this morning, and I just want I just want to share these with you and challenge you to uh, to do something about this force of in a minute. The first force, you know, it, it, would you put that scripture back up? Uh, the the verse ten. Here's what I think. The best thing you can do right now is to finish what you started last year. Uh, uh, there's a phrase here in, in the message that I, that I want you to see, and it says, you can do right now. Here's my first point. You can do right now. We need to develop a can-do attitude. We, we need to grow a mindset that says, you know what, I can do. We, we say it, I am who this says I am. I have what this says I have. I can do what God says I can do. Yes, you can you have everything that you need, according to the Bible. All things that pertain to life and godliness, He's already given them to us. The CEV translation says that you already have everything you need to live a life that pleases God. You, you don't need to wait for the angels to do the river dance out in the driveway for you to understand that God has equipped you. It would be wrong of God to call you to do something that He hadn't previously equipped you to succeed at. God isn't asking you to accomplish things that, that are too big for you. They're only too big for you the way you think. But God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts. His ways are higher than your ways. He, he, he sees you the way He made you and the way He equipped you. And He knows what He put in you. Isn't it odd that the Scripture would say that God hasn't taken you into any temptation that you're not able to withstand? You just don't think you can take it. Yes, you can. You can do right now. You have everything you need right now to demonstrate Satan's defeat. You don't need, you don't need Ed McMahon to swing by the house with a big fat check. You, you got what you need to rise up and, and, and cancel out your debt. You've got what you need to repair the brokenness in your relationship. You've got what you need to get out of bed and say, I'm not going to lay here and feel bad. I'm going to demonstrate sickness and the defeat over sickness that I have in Christ who healed me. You've got, you've, you have it right now. Look at Philippians 4. We know these scriptures. Look at what it says in the, uh, Philippians 4. I have strength for all things. Let's stop there for a minute. I have strength. I have strength. You know, maybe, maybe this is one of those scriptures you've you got to put it on the mirror or on the refrigerator or, or tattoo it on your forehead backwards so when you look in the mirror. I have strength. It, maybe it's time we got our big boy pants on and act like we got some strength. Like, like, like we, we, we act sometimes like, like our, our challenge is bigger than God himself. And you know what's crazy is this, it's not that hard to find people who will agree with that mindset. It's not hard to find people who say, you're right, this is awful. You should complain. And I ain't ever met anybody who can prove that their complaint Produced anything good. Somebody ought to fix it. Well, get the right attitude and go to it. Come on, Sparky. Make a difference. Anybody can point out a problem. Yeah, it takes strength to solve one. And the Bible says, I have strength. I don't need to go get it. I got it. Let your neighbor say, I got strength, man. I love, I love one of the scriptures in the Old Testament that's talking about when the children of Israel were coming out of bondage. And, and it said that the Lord, uh, He led them out. They were harnessed. They were harnessed. He brought them out harnessed. 
And the word harness, I did a word study, and, you know, it's kind of a fun word study. Go do this study on the word harness. The word harness means that they were physically, mentally, spiritually muscular. They, they, had, they they'd spent all those years in hard labor. These, these weren't a bunch of sissy guys. These guys, it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger coming out of a you know, desert in some movie. They, they, had, they had insane strength, physical conditioning, mental sharpness. But, but God said, I couldn't take them the short route. Because when they saw an enemy, they would rather turn around and go back to bondage. So it took them 40 years to take an 11-day journey. Not because of their strength, but because of their weakness in the way they saw themselves. You gotta realize, you have strength. You can do right now. I have strength for all things. I'm ready for and equal to anything. I'm ready for and equal to anything. Anything because my way through Him who's infusing me with an inner strength. We sang it this morning. His grace. Grace isn't a blanket that you hide your sin under. Grace is an empowering agent that gives you the ability to do what God's called you to do. And if God's called you to do something, you have the strength to do it. Because when He said do it, His Word empowered you and graced you to succeed at what He said. Man, if we could just get a revelation of this. I can do right now. I've got what it takes right now to demonstrate Satan's defeat. Somebody say amen. amen. Look at Luke 10:19. Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample on serpents and scorpions, physical and mental strength and ability over all the power of the enemy. How come we don't live that like we believe this? You know, sometimes, sometimes we, we just don't live like we, like, like we believe the Word of God. And we'll make excuses. We'll talk about how mean the devil is. Well, we'll share disappointments. Well, you know, I stood up one time and I got knocked down. And all of a sudden, small has captured us. And we start saying stupid stuff like, Well, I've just learned to be content in whatever state I'm in. (laughs) You ain't never been to Missouri, have you? (laughs) Those those forces are shaping your future. Well, as soon as God does something, I'll... I'll, I'll, No, behold, stop, focus, see this correctly. I have given you authority. I have God talking to you. I have given you authority, power, authoritative power, authoritative power over all the power of the enemy. See, we we make such a big deal about the power of the enemy. Well, there's a difference. Again, you know, King James says, behold, I have given you power over the power of the enemy. Well, so I got power. The devil's got power. But the devil's got power. You do a word study. The devil does not have authoritative power. He has power. You have authoritative power. See, the fact is, is that Jesus said, for, uh, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest, that he might destroy the works of the evil one. If Jesus was successful in fulfilling his purpose on earth, then he destroyed the works of the evil one. The word destroy does not mean broke, because that which is broken can be repaired. The word destroyed means to annihilate and render powerless forever. So in other words, you, you, you have allowed a defeated enemy to rule and reign your life. 
You know, my dad used to, used to put it this way. You know, you've got the enemy down. He's on the ground. You've got his, your foot on his neck. You've you got the, the Word of God, the sword's in your hand. You're ready to, to take his head off. The devil looks up at you and says, do you give up yet? And you go, yeah, I better. You bring your baby home. Little bundle of joy. Your family comes over. They celebrate. They bring you gifts. It's so cool. And then your family goes home and leaves you there with that. And it's like a new sound system in the house. You know, it's, this system's making a lot of sound. And, you know, you're losing a lot of sleep. And, and over the next three or four years, that little bundle of joy sits in its high chair with its arms folded, planning and scheming. Because it plans to take over the entire house. And usually by year three, that child dictates everything you do. And you're thinking, wow, look, look, at the, look at the power of that baby. That baby does not have authoritative power. You do. And, and if you don't use your authority, that baby will rule your life. You know, can, can you tell I'm a little bit tired of people that don't do what God called them to do because the, the, the kids won't let them? I want to start a slapping ministry. We'll make a little video and show that next week. I bet you sign up. <laughs> we need prayer partners. Because there's people in need of prayer. You've been given authority over the enemy. Act like it. Live like it. I can do right now. Say that. I can do right now. Say it again. I can do right now. Point two. Finish what you started. Finish what you started. In the message, he says, finish what you started last year. You know, I know you want to you, you, you tackle that New Year's resolution you made as we entered into 2011. How about you finish the one from 2010? How, how about we go back and finish some stuff? Because you have what you need right now. To finish what you started. You know, when you got born again, now that you know God, or rather are known by God, you started a journey. And you answered a calling, and that calling was to demonstrate Satan's defeat. And a lot of us are waiting for God to fix something that we've got the authority right now to deal with. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time you finish so that you can graduate. You know, I'm so just amazed at, at the people, you know, in our own congregation that, that have just, just graduated. You know, did, did you see the, the news thing about uh, Nora, Sarah, Norwood, Nora, Nora, Sarahwood? Are you over? Stand up. Come on. Come on. Give her a hand. Yeah. You rock. Don't mean to embarrass you. Just want to celebrate you. 61 years old, graduated high school this week. Went back, went back and, and, and did, did, I mean, worked. Did the work. Three years invested sitting at the table and poor Chuck's having to wash the dishes. My God. <laughs> Graduate, get her diploma. Graduate. Why? So she can go on. 
You know, a lot of us are stuck in seasons of life because we won't graduate. We won't finish. You know, you just don't get to go on to middle school till you finish grade school. You can't go on to high school if you refuse to finish middle school. You can't go on to bigger, greater, awesome things if you won't just finish where God's got you. Maybe it's time to finish the deal with that that hurt feeling, with that with, with that disappointment, with that with, with that offense. Maybe it's time to just say, you know what? I'm tired of being offended. Well, they were wrong. You're missing the point. They they did something wrong to you. It was seven years ago. Get over it. Don't, don't let the enemy hold you, hold you, you right now. You have everything you need to finish so that you can go on to something bigger, something better. God's got a plan. He plans to prosper you. He plans to give you a hope and a future. You've got to be willing to finish. You, you know, it's old, but it bears repeating. You know, there's people in, 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 and they're ready, ready, ready. And then there's another group of people there, ready, aim. Ready, aim. Ready, aim. Somebody's got to pull the trigger. Someday there's got to be a fire. You know that ready thing's cool, that aim thing's important, but you got to pull the trigger. Finish what you started. Hebrews 10, 35, 36. We know this. It says, don't throw away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. You need, you need patience and endurance. I know, I know you think you need a new car and a new spouse. You need patience and endurance. We're so, we're so ignorant. We're so deceived. We, we think we know what we need. God's Word tells you what you need. You need steadfast patience and endurance so that you can perform and fully accomplish the will of God. And then receive, carry away the, the promise. You, you've got to finish what you started. Look at this. I love this verse in John seventeen four. It says, I have glorified you down here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Jesus talking. He says, here's how I glorified you on the earth. I finished but you had me start. I just, I just finished it. Do you, do you want to bring glory to God? Finish. Just finish. And don't you dare look at your spouse and say, okay, this marriage is over. That's to fail. Look at each other and say, okay, we're going to finish this fight today. We choose to love each other. We're going to place a period. The past is gone. We're moving into the future. Let's go. Tired of living in defeat. Said, I'm tired of living in defeat. Say, I can do right now. Say, I'm going to finish what I started. Number three, do what you can, not what you can't. So you have everything you need right now to finish what you started. But you need to realize all that you are responsible to do is what you can. If there's something you can't do anything about, well, then obviously it's not your responsibility. So why even look at that? Once you know I can't do anything about it, okay, move on. Find what you can. 
Well, how do I know what I can? Well, we say it every week. I can do what the word says I can do. You do what you can. You do what God says. Hello? You do, I said you do what God says. Look at Psalms 115. The Lord has been mindful of us. Isn't that crazy? God's been thinking about us. You. Me. He will bless us. He will do it. He'll bless the house of Israel. He'll bless the house of Aaron. Look, he'll bless those who fear the Lord. Do you fear the Lord? Are you big or are you little? Don't matter. He will bless us. May the Lord give you increase more and more. That's what I want on mine. I want that more and more spirit. You and your children. Oh, come on, somebody. God's going to bless you. I said, God's going to bless you. Look at your neighbor and say, God's going to bless you. Okay, how's he going to do it? How does God bless? Well, he, he... he, he sprinkles dust and there's angel feathers that come floating down and, you know, and uh, you, your hair stands up on the back of your neck. And The Bible, we're going to let the Bible define how God blesses. Number one, you need to understand that the word blessed means to position to win or succeed in any given situation. If you're blessed, you're positioned to win or succeed in any given situation. You're positioned to win. How does God position you to win? Well, it's called the law of first mention. If you study in the Bible, you go back to the first place that was mentioned, and then you follow it all the way through. And if it starts there and it continues, then this is the way God does the thing. Okay? How God blesses is started in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Look what he said. God blessed them. He said, prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge. King James says, God blessed them and said... So when God speaks, his word blesses you. His word positions you to win. When God said, prosper, all of a sudden, they had the ability to prosper. They couldn't prosper if God not blessed them with the ability to prosper. But he blessed them with the ability to prosper. How? When he said, prosper. So his word gave them everything they needed to prosper. He wouldn't tell them to prosper if he hadn't given them what they needed to succeed at prospering. So here's the deal. When God's word says to you, prosper, if you're not prospering, you're missing the mark. If you're missing the mark, that's called sin. If you're in sin, you ought to change. You don't come up with an excuse. Well, you don't understand. The economy's really bad right now. No, we, that, that is an excuse. You glad it's the summer schedule? I only got like four more minutes. He said, prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge, be responsible. God's word positions you to win and succeed. You're going to do what you can, not what you can't. You're going to do what he said. Look at James 1, 21 through 25 in the message. Throw that spoiled virtue and cancerous evil in the garbage. In simple humility, let our gardener, God, landscape you with the word. Let him make a salvation garden out of your life. Look at this. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you're a listener when you're anything but letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. 
Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in a mirror. They walk away. Two minutes later, they have no idea who they are or what they look like. Verse 25. Check it out. Whoever catches a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God, the free life, even out of the corner of his eye and sticks with it, is no distracted scatterbrain, but a man or woman of action. That person will find delight and affirmation in their action. Here's the deal. You've got right now the ability to, to do it. You can do right now. You just need to finish what was started. You gotta finish. And all you have to do is what God's Word tells you to do. And you're gonna demonstrate Satan's defeat. You're gonna step into, a, a, you know, a realm, an environment of victory that's gonna empower you to live a lifestyle that's a humiliation to hell. You really don't, you know, I don't know, gosh, I, you know, visitations in the Spirit and th- th- those are cool. And I love that. You know, come on Wednesday night. We soak in the presence of God for 90 minutes. It's crazy cool. But the reality is, is that if you want victory today, all you got to do is say, you know what? I've got what I need right now. I don't, I don't need anything else. God's already given me what I need. And I can finish some things in my life that will cause me to graduate. And when I graduate, I'll get some blessing. I'll get some reward that comes with graduation. All I've got to do is get in the Word of God and find out what He tells me to do and act on what He says. And when I do what He said, He produces what He promised. Oh, shout it out. Amen. Come on, give God one more hand this morning. Every single time. Thank you, Lord. Close your book. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you today that you have already given us everything that we need. To win in life, to succeed, to, to demonstrate God life to suffering humanity. We have the abilities, we have the tools, we have the power, we have the authority. Because you've called us. You've called us your own. We're joint heirs with Jesus. And Father, we don't want to just sing it, we want to live it. So Lord, today we recognize, we, we, we recognize, we have right now everything we need to finish what's been started in our life. And Lord, we're going to do your word. We're going to be doers of the word, not hearers only. Thank you, Father, for lifting us up, for encouraging us, for strengthening us, for empowering us. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I want to ask you a question. In just a minute, we're all going to pray a prayer together. And if you're here today and you are not living God life, I'm not asking you, have you ever prayed the sinner's prayer? Have you prayed it once? Have you prayed it a hundred? That's not my question. My question is, are you living God life? Do you have a relevant relationship with a living God? Today, we're going to pray together. If you're here and you say, you know what, Tom, I'm ready for God. I want God in my life. I want to birth something new today, and I want this prayer to be my personal prayer. We're not going to call you out. We're not going to embarrass you. But if that's you, I want you just to lift your hand and say, okay. Pastor, this is my prayer. This is my day. I'm coming. I'm running to God. I want the real deal today. Hold your hand up real quick. We're going to pray. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Anybody else? You can put them down. Just, just lift your hand up. Shoot it up. Let me see it. This is me. Uh, I'm making this my prayer today. Here we go. Anybody? That's awesome. Anybody else? I want everybody here to pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. I choose to live for you, Lord. Give me strength. Give me vision. Give me hope. I'm going to demonstrate your glory.
every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on, guys. Let's stand together and give the Lord a big shout and a big praise. Come on. Lift up your voice today. He's worthy. Father, we exalt you. We exalt you, Lord. We're not ashamed of the gospel. Amen. Amen. Before you go, let me say two things. You raised your hand. Give us two minutes. Let us pray with you. Head to the family room through the door on your right. we got prayer partners that have prepared all week. They're ready to minister to you. you got any other issues in your life where you need agreement? The Bible says that if two of you agree, he said, I promise you, God will hear and he will answer. So if you'll take a couple of minutes and go to the prayer room, let the prayer partners pray with you. we got information for you. They'll give you scripture and, and they'll help you position yourself. So that you can uh, succeed and win regardless of the situation. Amen. Also, remember, pray. Ask God what he wants you to give for free market. We're going to fill the parking lot with stuff. We're going to open the doors to the most needy in our community. They get to come first. And then the, the chains are going to fall and people are just going to come. We're going we're to give people. what, what they, Let them take whatever they want. No strings attached. And be praying because, you know, the strings aren't on them. Really, they're on us. Because, you know, it just does something to you when, when you pray and, and, and then God answers and he tells you to give your TV and you set your TV out in the parking lot. And then some dude that's got a better car than you do backs up and loads it up and you just, and that's a string on you. See, God's, God's doing a work in us while we bless other people. So let's let him work on us. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I, I, I believe that's a God thing. Amen. Give somebody a high five. Tell them I'm living Zoe style. Be blessed, guys. We love you. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the praises of the King rise.